Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. Welcome back to the Detour Podcast. This is part two of the surrogacy story with Jenna and Morel. We left off with Jenna revealing the gender to Morel and Rito, and Morel was trying to relax now that the baby was past the 20-week point, and they were planning a trip to Florida. Jenna heard about this trip, and with the help of her friend Kat, decided they should throw a baby shower for Morel so she would get the whole experience. It was a really great day, and all was well, but as Morel mentioned in the first episode, an accident threatened this otherwise perfect pregnancy and Morel and Rito's dreams. So let's pick up with Jenna talking about planning the baby shower, and then you will hear about this accident. So Kat said that we should, you know, definitely do something for her. And she gave me the idea, you know, I I told her that they don't really have baby showers in Switzerland. Like, I do know that. And she said, well, what if you just messaged her? And because I didn't want to step on her toes Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable or cross any, like, boundaries myself, you know, I, d- I didn't know how she would feel. If right, or if this would just be like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. That's right. weird. Or yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So she, Kat was like, why don't you message her and just like in a roundabout way say, you know, do you guys are you planning to have a baby shower or like do you guys celebrate? Like, what do you guys do for a birth of a baby? Like, mm-hmm. how do you guys react to that? And then like even throw something in there like. What do they call like your 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 mom and dad type mm-hmm, of thing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that's, that's such a good idea. A good way to so, do it. Yeah. yeah. So then, like that night, I sent her a message, and I think she had fallen asleep. So Rito replied, and he was like, "Yeah, we don't really have baby showers here, but we we threw like a little surprise shower for her with David. So we'll probably do the same thing." And I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet. Like that's great." And so I was like, "I think I'm just gonna do it." Mm-hmm. How can she be mad? She right. Was so perfect. <laughs> so wait, that was that a surprise? It was. Yeah, a surprise. Oh, I didn't even know yeah, I was at the shower and I didn't know it was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did end up telling her like a few days before because I didn't want her to be completely like, okay, okay. overwhelmed. Like on so the I spot just, surprise. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, so I have a surprise for you. I was like, on Friday, we do have plans. Like mm-hmm. we can't go and do anything. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Oh, there we go. So he's a good boy. And her mom was coming into mm-hmm. town, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" <laughs> so um, we, yeah, we did it, and it was a surprise, and it was wonderful. And I'm yep, it was a little brunch baby it. shower, and you had a little um woodland theme with the with the uh foxes and and um everybody it was it was a lot of um 
people that are friends of yours, yep. Jenna, uh-huh. that have been following along because, no. as we said um, earlier, you did start that blog called yeah. Not the Mama, Just the Stork. Mm-hmm. And um, that's um, on Blogspot. Uh, it's still active if anybody's listening and wants to wants to follow along in more detail and see what we're talking about. So it's um, I'll share the link in the information. But... Um, we had been following along this journey with you, and so, uh, and especially me, I like was obnoxiously excited about it for some reason. Because I'm like, I feel like I already met them, and I'm part of this for some reason. Because we had had that interaction in uh, in Zurich, and um, and so it was very sweet to just um, be a part of that and come and celebrate this baby coming in and uh, in a very um, I don't know how else to say, but like normal way like this is your baby that's coming and and I think everybody sort of felt like that like this was your baby that was coming your baby shower and Jenna was just like the facilitator really Mm -hmm. so I know that a lot of people um that's one of the questions that they ask like what if you get attached to the baby and you don't want to give it up or is that anything that you worry about as the intended parents? Like, what if they don't want to give us our baby, you know, when the baby's born? So both of you answer that, um, if you can. I think before we went into surrogacy, this was my main concern. Um, but as soon as I get to know, like, Jenna, and there was, like, this friendship going, and I, I, I think that wasn't any fear anymore, yeah. no, mm-hmm. because I knew her. I, I, right. I was, like family and you know you wouldn't do that to your I mean it was I think it wasn't no it wasn't something I would worry about no mm-hmm. and Jenna um for me I just went in to the whole process knowing he he she would not be mine mm-hmm. um he was Merle and Rito's he's always been theirs um and then you know with, when she finally shared his name with me like that was amazing he's Louis Evan, which mm-hmm. is after my husband and my father-in-law and my son. Uh, and their so middle name is... Is Evan. Is Evan. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, had you already... Ha- oh, I have... I've had chills <laughs> about 15 times during this interview. Had you already had that name picked or you picked no, that because... Oh yeah. my gosh! And she told me at the shower. Oh, no, I yeah. That's yeah. when you started crying. Yeah. Right? We were all like <laughs> almost crying at just yeah. the the. Um, and I've been like holding it back today. Like I said, I've had um, chills about fifteen times since we've talked. Yeah. Um, and just the emotion is right there because it's so right. beautiful. It I don't is. know how else to say it. it just the friendship that you two have and. And the, okay, I'm not going to talk because I don't want to cry. Okay. But just just to be able to do this. Yeah, I just knew him as little Louie then from from there on out as she also asked me to be his godmother too. So his having a new godson, a new little like nephew and... um, you know, just kind of constantly had that in my my head from from day one. Mm -hmm. And everybody asks. Mm-hmm. How do you give the baby away, or how do you give the baby up? And um, I mean, I must have been asked that a hundred times yeah. this whole journey. Like mm-hmm. that's the number one question, and that was my response: that mm-hmm. he's not mine to give, like, I'm or not, to keep. Yeah, yeah he's keep. not yours I'm to not, keep. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving away anything. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just babysitting him. I'm just the womb. I'm mm-hmm. just growing him. That's it, and nothing more. And mm-hmm. you know, as long as I still get to be a part of their lives, I'll be fine. Like, yeah, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was 
it's been a fun it's been a fun journey fun journey and so that was so for <laughs> both of you once you were comfortable with each other um and i guess you built that relationship really quickly in that that heartfelt i think you almost started to say like a sister mm -hmm. um you just wouldn't do that right. to your sister and 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 you wouldn't you know that was another one of the um questions that somebody asked was um during the process do the future parents you know tell you what to do are they like jenna are you taking your vitamins you know or um i saw you out on the boat you shouldn't you know you shouldn't have been on the boat or <laughs> no none of that they never told me what to do i know when we started the medication stuff um, Morel had mentioned like sometimes coffee is like they say is not a great thing because mm -hmm. like, it doesn't really help your lining. So the first time that we did the medication, I did cut back on the coffee mm -hmm. just out of respect because mm -hmm. she had mentioned it. But it's yeah. not like she told me oh, don't drink it. Like, yeah, she just said it. hey, just, just so you know, yeah. this and can I didn't be an know issue. It. Yeah. Like I knew she mm -hmm. had gone through this process, so maybe she was teaching me something. Mm -hmm. And I had horrible headaches from not, not having it. Um, the second time we did it, I ended up just saying, you know what? I'm just going to have the coffee. Mm -hmm. And I had it. And then it ended up working. Yeah. And then when they came here for spring break, it was kind of funny because they mentioned that our coffee is not as strong as what it is in Switzerland. So I was like, yeah, so see, it was See, okay. yeah, she's like, oh, you can drink that coffee. It's yeah, like brown it's like water. water. <laughs> yeah, it's brown water. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, so you kind of mentioned, so your, your pregnancy, because we're just about to um, get to the delivery part. So around 25 weeks after Morel and Rito had, we had this amazing week together, and they went back, um, I think it was just four weeks later, um, I was on my way to work and someone slammed into the back of me mm -hmm. and thankfully I was in my truck, but I saw her coming. So I anticipated that impact and tried to even avoid it as much as I could. So I avoided hitting anyone else in front of me, but I freaked out mm -hmm. because, okay, I haven't been in an accident in at least 10 years and I just got hit and I'm pregnant, and I'm pregnant with someone else's child. Yeah, So this right. just intensified the situation like mm -hmm. a million times. So I didn't, I just sat kind of in panic for a little bit, and I was the one that called 911 and talked to the paramedic and told him, and he was, he was wonderful, just stay calm, just stay in your car, just keep talking to me, don't talk to anybody else and um, asking me a lot of questions. And I could see the lady behind me just kind of sitting in her car too. And you could tell she was upset. Like she knew she made a mistake or she was distracted or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And she just sat too. Um, I, I had a feeling that I had never felt before. Um, you know how things tend to kind of slow down when you get in an accident, mm -hmm. that didn't happen. And I felt sick. I felt like I was gonna throw up. Um, my arms went numb and were tingly and mm -hmm. I was like, I just don't feel right. And the police officer came and he was talking to me and he's like, you're in shock. I was going to say, I think the, the nerves yeah, the probably nerves just took over. Mm -hmm. um, so here comes the paramedics and they get me out of the car and put me into the ambulance and hook me up and my blood pressure is crazy. My heart rate is crazy. 
I remember feeling Louis kick though, and I was like, he's kicking, and they're like, that's good. And they were like, do you have high blood pressure? And I was like, no. And they were like, we're going to go for a ride. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? And they're like, we're going to take you up to Trinity for a little bit and just have you checked out. Were you wearing your seatbelt? Yes. Yeah, we need to go and ma- just make sure because she hit you pretty hard. And I'm panicked. I'm like, wait, like I have my keys and don't I need to talk to the policeman? And they're like, no, just relax. Like they know what happened. This is an obvious accident. And do you want to call anybody? I'm like, yeah, I need to call my husband. And I had called him, so he knew I was hit, and he was dropping the kids off and coming. Mm-hmm. So I was like, they're they're taking me to the hospital. And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you want to come get me and take me? And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, you can't. We're going. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, that's not an um, option. So Just go talk to the police, man. I don't, I don't even know how bad my truck looks. I didn't want to look at it. And so we get to the hospital. I can't stop shaking. Mm-hmm. The whole time, I'm like, have to tell them I have to tell them I have to call them and I'm like maybe I'll just get to the hospital and get checked out first because they're gonna want me to get checked out anyways so and you want to know what to tell them if there's anything to tell like I'm fine or this is a problem or whatever instead of just this happened and I'll let you know that would have been worse I think yeah (laughs) so we get to the hospital um I called my mom I knew she was right across the street in Longleaf and I'm like you got you got to come up I'm at Trinity what she came up instantly like that did help my nerves just to have somebody there to talk Mm -hmm. to um and I didn't share all the details about the accident with um the blog either some of my close people know about this and know that this was pretty traumatizing situation for all of us Mm -hmm. um so I'll quickly touch on that but um they came in they did an ultrasound and the nurse didn't say anything she literally was sitting there and saying picture 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 for like 45 minutes at this point my husband's back and I even said I hate when nurses sit here and don't tell you what's going on and my mom's like yeah this is taking a long time and she just looked at me and she walked out of the room we'll have the results soon okay well now I can't call them because I have no answers for them like I don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. and um we just were sitting there and then all of a sudden a nurse came in she's like I think she's gonna be able to leave around noon and we're like oh okay so my husband goes back to work. My mom stayed with me. And about 30 minutes later, the nurses come in and they're like, we're going to move you to another room and get you a gown and get you your bracelets. I'm like, you just said I was going to be leaving at noon. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? You're admitting me? And they're like, yeah. Um, the doctor's on her way. She wants to talk to you about the ultrasound. Oh, no. Well, what about the ultrasound? Like... Just tell me. Oh, what and, it is. oh, and don't you hate that? Like they can't tell you. Yes. you have to wait for the doctor. That's like murderous. Yes, there should be terrible. some new law enacted where <laughs> like the should. nurse is allowed to tell yes. you, even if it's like I can tell you this much. Mm-hmm. It's torture. It is. So we get moved. I call Blaze. I'm like, so now I'm being a minute. I'm just just stay tuned. I'll let you know what's happening. You don't need to come back yet. And then. They're wanting me to change into a gown. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm staying in my clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I don't know why I'm gonna change into a gown until I until you tell me what the ultrasound. What's wrong here? 
and again wouldn't tell me so then finally they come back in again and they're like have a whole tray of stuff and they're like well we're gonna the doctor wants us to go ahead and give you a shot and do this and this and this and I'm like a shot for what yes and she's like um it's a steroid shot and I knew exactly what that meant when she said that because last summer I had worked in the NICU at Trinity um cuddling uh-huh. NICU babies and my sister-in-law had gone through an early delivery so I knew when she said that what that meant and I was like no so I'm, what does that mean because I, I don't said, know what that means I'm 25 weeks you're not delivering this baby they were considering delivering the baby holy schmoly and so the steroid shot helps the baby's lungs no yeah. my lord mm-hmm. yes so and my mom didn't know that either so she was like what is happening? It oh, was, thank God yeah. you thank God like you knew what that yeah, meant so that you could mm-hmm. say yeah. no. Yeah. Mm-mm. And ah. then because somebody else who didn't know that might have just been like, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So ah. at that point I happened to look down at my phone and I see that my doctor's calling. And I was like, Oh my god, my doctor. Like, I gotta call my doctor. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even talked to him. So I was like you're going to have to come back. And I pick up the phone and I'm, it wasn't my doctor, but it was my nurse. And she's like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm a Trinity. I know they just called me. They're wanting to do a steroid shot. I'm like, yeah, that's what she just said. And she's like, um, you can't tell them no, like nothing until I talked to Dr. Umstead. He's in a C-section right now. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Like Mm -hmm. I agree. So they come back in, they're wanting to do it. And I'm like, no, I just talked to my doctor. We're not doing anything right now. We're going to just hold on. He's in a C-section and I'll let you know when I'm ready. And whenever you have the results of this ultrasound, like that would be great. (laughs) You could share that with me. No kidding, because they still haven't said a darn thing about that. So they were like looking at me like, lady, you're crazy. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to listen to my doctor. So then Dr. My doctor called me, Dr. Umstead called me, and he's like, um, yeah, I, are you bleeding? Are you, like, in pain? Like, are you having cramping? I'm like, no, I feel fine other than, like, I'm super stressed out. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what's wrong, if there's something wrong. Like, what did they see on the ultrasound? Like, I'm just super nervous. And at any like, point were you yelling at this nurse, like, this isn't even my baby? Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but so, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, and, like, they knew. I told them. Right. Like, I was just arrogant and um he was like yeah I think you need to leave and I'm like okay you want me to come to your office and he was like no let's have you go let's have you go up to Spring Hill let's have them redo whatever they just did and like then we'll kind of go from there and he's like because if we do need to deliver which it is too early he's like you're gonna you're not gonna be delivering anywhere around here you're gonna be going to St. Pete where Mm -hmm. they have the best of the best and I'm like okay so I told them when they came back in, I'm like, I need to leave. And they're like, you can't leave. And I'm like, no, I need to leave. Like, my doctor wants me to go. He wants me to go to his office or another mm-hmm. hospital. And they were like, no, we don't advise that. And can you just wait 10 more minutes? The doctor's on her way. And so we're around, 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 around. And I'm like thinking, well, maybe there's something that they're not telling us in this ultrasound. And this that- doctor has to tell me this. And she finally comes in, she explains it, and she's like, you have a um, two-inch 
abruption. abruption. Yeah, mm-hmm. two inch abruption. And I'm like, okay, well, my sister-in-law has had that. She had that last year and she was bleeding and she was cramping and I'm not having any of that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just listening to her tell me this. And she's, she's like, we want to give you some medicine and we want to do this because we may have to deliver. And you're, you're probably going to be here a while. And I'm like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, this is too... This baby is only, like, two pounds. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. And I was like, I need to leave. And then they argued with me about leaving. Well, you're leaving a level two NICU to go to a level two NICU. And I'm like, I'm leaving to go get a second opinion. Right. To Mm -hmm. make sure that whatever you're seeing is really there. Because if this baby has to come, like... It's That's a huge early. thing. Yeah, yeah, right. You can't like right. make this decision lightly. And, and and I trust my doctor and I want my doctor to be the one that tells me, yes, yes this is what has to happen. So yeah. they still did not want me to leave. And we literally were like fighting with them about leaving. But I signed, the nurse brought in the paper for me to be signed. But at that point, they had the director of the hospital and the doctor standing at the floor at the doors refusing to let us walk out. What? Yeah, saying that they were on the phone with my doctor and they weren't because my doctor, I'm like, really? My doctor's calling me right now. Oh, he'll answer the phone for you, but not us. Mm. And the nurse you could see was like, enough is enough. And she just pushed the button and my mom and I ran out the door. She took me to Spring Hill where my doctor is affiliated and they redid all the testing. The whole time I'm like, it was between, I have to call them. I have to call them. And my mom's like, let's just go and like, let, let's, let's have them get redo the, the ans- test and yeah. then have an answer to give them. I'm like, mom, it's not my baby. It's theirs. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to know? Like, you'd want to know right away. What if they have to fly over here? Maybe they don't, but what if they do? And she's like, okay, you're right. Maybe you should. I'm like, all right, let's get there. And then I'll write it out so that it's very detailed and explains everything the best way that I possibly can. And then I'll send it because then once I got to the hospital, the reception was bad. So I was afraid (gasps) to call and then get cut off and then be panicked and not be able to get back in touch with me. So I wrote it up the best they could. And then um, we get there and they redo the ultrasound. And then the radiologist actually came into the room, which they said that never happens. And he like triple checked everything. And he was like, they were wrong. And we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, the baby was so active that day, probably because he felt my stress. And Mm -hmm. that's when he actually made his transition to head down. And he was like, I think they were freaked out by a shadow, like saw a shadow from his movement. I don't see an abruption. Like there's nothing. And he's like, I've looked and looked and looked. And he was very thorough. And... They sent the report to Umstead, and he's like, she can go home. And so for us, we were like, oh, finally we can go home. Like, I've been in the hospital all morning, and I'm tired, and now I'm starting to feel the pains of the accident, and my mm-hmm. back's hurting, and I'm, you know, ready to get home. And But we had just told them, and of course... And you were probably... Were you freaking, freaking out? out? Yeah. yeah. For, their, for them, and I get it now, like, you get, you get this horrible news that there's could possibly be a be problem. This problem and this baby may need to be born and then to oh she's fine she can yeah, go home and I think that was what was so difficult for them um so we ended up agreeing that I would stay overnight yeah. just to be safe and mm-hmm. keep the monitoring make sure like I didn't start to bleed later on and 
everything. That was very planned of you because yeah. it calmed us to know that she was like was there and just, the just in case because we were like one doctor says there is something very bad and one says that there's nothing and who is going to be, and who is wrong one, right. like mm-hmm. yeah and when you're not actually there you can't you know you just you're not hearing it firsthand yeah, so you just, you're just kind of yeah. having to process yeah. it like that yeah that's logical mm, that yeah scary. so that was good you yeah. just stayed overnight and yeah. everything was and okay everything was fine and you were just some soreness from the really accident sore. yeah so then once I got home I you know it was nice to be home and be in my own bed and have heat nice and I went and got a massage the doctor was like yeah just have him do a very gentle massage on your back so that you know it mm-hmm. helps those muscles and that soreness and it, it really did help I felt so mm-hmm. much better after that and I took yeah. a couple of days off of work just to be safe right and, you know mm-hmm. stayed you know really you know not lifting and like just so mm-hmm. chilled and Jenna saved Louis at this time at this moment I think she saved him because if he would have come like so early that I could have been very bad yeah it could have oh could yes have yeah if you would have yeah. not um stood fast on not mm-hmm. getting that shot and, and yeah, leaving that first hospital, yeah, right. um, it's very likely that they would have proceeded with mm-hmm. a delivery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. then he may not be, be so here at all right. yeah, or exactly. he may yeah. have so been unhealthy. Yeah. Oh. She didn't what? just give him life, but she saved again. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> goodness yeah. sakes. So the rest of the pregnancy though was not was uneventful yes. for the most part. And just about three weeks ago you delivered um via C section. Yeah. And so that that was pretty uneventful as well for the most part, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um was everyone there? Were I guess it was a little bit earlier than you had planned mm-hmm. on it. Um, I knew be- he was coming early. Mm-hmm. I, I knew. You started I, I having told, some contractions yeah, and Yeah, and things. I told them. And my kids both came exactly 15 days early. He was 18 days. Um, so I kind of was prepping them. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I just want you to know like that this could happen. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was my place to tell them, like, you should come. Mm-hmm. Or you shouldn't come. I wanted them to make that decision because I, I would have felt bad if they came and they were sitting here for a month waiting right. for their baby and knowing, you know, the cost and the expense. Right. Um, but I also didn't want to say, yeah, don't come. And then he show up. And I have a friend that's a surrogate and she delivered, she was due on the first and she delivered um, almost four weeks early. Ooh. And her IPs unfortunately missed the birth. Oh. So then that happened and I was like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if, and then like, I'm like, I got to, I got to ask her some questions and make sure that I am like prepared and I know everything mm-hmm. just in case. Like I wanted to respect all of her wishes and everything she wanted just in case it happened. Yeah. In case um, they were not going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but everything went, uh, you know, without any, um, problems and, and were you all there, um, mm-hmm. at the hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they got here two days before. Um, we went to a doctor appointment together and, um, the doctor checked my cervix again and said it was still closed and it probably is not going to dilate and that we just needed to go off baby's movements. So that's what we did. And I had told him like his movements are different. Like he's moving. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's not moving, but I don't know if he's just cramped or what. And he's like, well, you should be moving about 10 times an hour. And I'm like, I don't know if he is. And Mm -hmm. so he's like, just 
really track that this weekend. And if you notice a decrease, call me and we'll send you to the hospital. So I knew if I call him, we're going to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, So we explained that to them. And I was like, you guys need to go get your car seat. (laughs) Get like the last So you were already here though. (laughs) Yeah, you were already here. Okay. So they went and did their last minute shopping and... I came home and had a coffee and a slushy and tried to get him to be a little bit more active and mm-hmm. set and tracked and it was consistent, pretty consistent. He was moving about four times every hour. Mm-hmm. So around four thirty, we agreed that we should probably give him a call, and we called and sure enough, he said, "Go to the hospital." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So we went and um, when we got there, you know, they they ran a special ultrasound test to test different things and they were gonna have to do it again because he didn't take a a breath within the 30 minute test. So we were like, we're probably gonna be here Mm -hmm. all night. Mm -hmm. And contractions started. Mm -hmm. And then contractions got more intense. And then contractions got to the point where they were two minutes apart and I was like gripping the handrail and breathing through them. And I was like, this is this is real. Like, mm-hmm. I think I need an epidural. Like, I shouldn't like, be this laboring. Is, yeah. I'm supposed to have a C-section. <laughs> yeah. So the nurse came in, and she saw the chart, and she's like, yeah, you had like 10 in the 8 minutes. I'm mm. going to go call your doctor. She came back in, gave me my gown, told me what to do. I knew what was happening. Everyone else was kind of like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And she's like, the doctor will be here at 9 to do the C-section. It's baby time. It's 8.30. <laughs> and was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, here at nine fifty three. Oh, and so what was what was that moment like? So Jenna, you said the only thing that you you always knew that this was your baby uh, was not your baby right. that it was their baby and that you would be giving this baby. Mm-hmm. But did you worry that at that moment of birth when you you know have that yeah. moment that there would be any worry? Yeah, I did. So when we went into the for the operation um the last few weeks i'm sure like my hormones were probably a little little lifted Mm -hmm. um because i was feeling a lot of emotions the last few weeks nothing you know like attachment or upset just you know like ups and downs yeah pregnancy Mm -hmm. ready ready to meet ready to meet him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um I really kind of wanted my husband to be in the delivery room with us because he's been there before and he really was my number one supporter the whole journey. So um, the nurse came in and she said I can have one person in the room. Mm. And I was like, okay. And we had agreed from the get-go, Blaze and I had talked about that, like if that were to happen, that Morel was going to be the it one It was going to be room. her. Yeah. yeah. She needed to be in there mm-hmm. with, for the birth of her son. Mm-hmm. And so I said she's coming and Mm -hmm. so they got her ready and they got me ready and um I went on in for my epidural and um my doctor came in and he was like Jenna you can have one more person who do you want and I was like Blaze Mm -hmm. my husband and the assistant was like she said her husband and the doctor's like Jenna and I'm like Blaze Mm -hmm. and he's like do you trust me Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah and he's like let the baby's dad come in. Oh, I have chills yeah. again. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> when I told this story to our agency, I bawled my eyes. I know. I'm about to cry again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, but you're going to get blaze if something goes wrong, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, nothing's going to go wrong. Uh-huh. Let him come in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. 
And so now I know, now I know the real story behind all of it, I guess. Blaze and Rito were in the room together and the doctor had asked Rito to come in and they had a conversation and Rito very politely said he wanted to respect my decision and that I had said my husband and Blaze was like, I don't have to be in there. Like, I know she wants me to be in there, but like, Mm -hmm. this is their baby Mm -hmm. and we trust you. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Jenna's the one you got to convince. So I, but I... I'm so happy that mm-hmm. it went the way it did because mm-hmm. to lay there on that table and to hold her hand and to look up at their faces, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I have the goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could, you know, we just talked the whole time, like, I wonder what he's going to look like and is he going to have hair and is he going to look like <laughs> David? And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And it was just great. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I kept, you know, telling her every little feeling I was feeling. I'm like, he's coming. And I could feel the tugging and the mm-hmm. pressure. And I, I heard a little, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's out. And she was kind of like, and then scream. Mm-hmm. And then the anesthesia was just like, yeah, he's out. Get up. Look at your baby. And they got up, and it was waterworks for <laughs> everybody. Oh. And what I, was that moment like for you? Amazing. Just yeah. wonderful. Just like yeah. so much pressure going away. Mm-hmm. And everything. He's here. Not in and a bodily way, but right. like. And he's he here and he's okay man. and he yeah like see the, to see him like being there and like oh, wow mm-hmm. it was crazy yeah. well just so you know that's exactly what it feels like when you have your own baby okay. that's exactly what it feels okay. like yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 because either situation so i'm really um i think that's so awesome that you were able to both of you were able to be in there because that's just what it feels like even when you're having your own baby. Wonderful. It was a miracle. Yes. And she was so, she was, I mean, that was such a big bond between us like in this moment. Like being there together and she was like, Oh, yes, (laughs) yes. I I did see one picture where I could, I could see that um, it was like a mix of tension and relief if that's even possible, but you could just see in your face like, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. what we've tried for yeah. for so long and yeah. and it's and we had some worries with yeah. the accident and all that kind of thing yeah. and and it now it's okay. Yeah. 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 And had your husband been in um been able to be with your first child? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I think this time I, I was so it was so everything was so emotional and I think also we we just were, were just uh, I was just next to her holding her hand. Mm-hmm. So we did that before so it was like yeah. I think and yeah. to, she told me Jenna told me everything that was that she felt that I could just you know imagine somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but this was, experience um, was richer in a way um, than the the first time as far as being more involved. I think it um, was just very different. Because yeah. I think we were also more traumatized the first time. Yeah. So it was it was um, because we had no kids at all like and, and right. So it was we were like very very stressed. This time it was like um, I could heal through the Uh process because she was telling me so much and you know I was participating so much and yeah it was I was very grateful for yeah that that makes a lot of sense too because um, I can even relate to that with my my own children like the first time you know you're in such a uh, you've never done this you know so you don't you don't know and you kind of like you're present but you're wrapped up in your nerves right. and so then each each time after whatever you're a little tight you're a tiny bit calmer and more pre- I don't know I think you can just mm-hmm. 
absorb it all a little bit more because everything is not totally new. Like, yeah. okay, we've done this a little bit, you know, before. The first time was like surviving something. Yes, yes. Somehow, and now it was like I could really pro- participate. Part the, yeah, be part of the process and, you know, like enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and he is doing great. Everybody's doing great. Yeah. Jenna, you had a fine recovery. You look good. Thank you. Yeah, everybody <laughs> looks good. And that baby couldn't be any cuter. He does look like his brother. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> so um, what a wonderful, happy ending and an incredible uh, informative journey that, you know, that you've shared and inspiring um, and just... Um, it's almost hard to put into words yeah. how momentous it feels. And like I said, um, I think we all feel, we're all like, I could see the tears in all of our eyes. We're like trying to hold it together for these last couple minutes. So I think we answered a lot of the um, questions that a lot of people had. I think the, um, the only one that we didn't get to is, um, uh, so what happens now? The baby is born here in the United States to parents that are not U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. So does the baby have dual citizenship? How does that work? He's, uh, yeah, he has the U.S. citizenship now and only that. Mm-hmm. To get a Swiss one would be difficult. Oh. Yeah, because um, as it, it's illegal in Switzerland. Right. There will be some steps for us to take. Like, it's not that easy. It's just not, he's not just our, he's not our child for now for Swiss law. He's just, wow. You know, like, he wouldn't be on our family booklet we have a family yeah. booklet, and he wouldn't be able to inherit from us or whatever he's not actually he's not our son now so we have yeah. now to do a legal process to be able to get him the swiss citizenship did you have to do that with your first child too yeah. was he born in the u.s mm-hmm. yeah yeah so same yeah. same situation it takes, it's not something i mean you have it was difficult to have yeah. his swiss citizenship wow it takes months Mm-hmm. And uh, so, how do you, how do you like, for lack of a better word, like get him through customs? You know, like I'm paranoid, like trying to bring back a, yeah, a jar of food. Know. You know, how do you like come here with three and go back with four? I think that because it works. I mean, the US work for us because um, a US person can come to Switzerland without visa. Oh, okay. So True. actually, he is allowed to travel. He's allowed to travel land. with you. Okay. And of course, there is some. I'm, I'm, I'm scared to yeah. do it because you never know. Like the first time they asked, like, why is your kid having no Swiss passport? And I was like, yeah, he's very little. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow it worked, and no one asked the question. This but it could have been different. So yeah. We have the number of our lawyer. Like we should, could call her in case something happened, and we mm-hmm. have all the paperwork on us saying that he's our child and all the contracts that we have and everything so it shouldn't be a problem just we can't leave switzerland when we like we have to stay there and we can't leave anymore until he's swiss because then we would have a real problem we couldn't go back to switzerland i see okay so we have to be there and just stay there until we he's official there he's officially there yeah and mm-hmm. that's going to be maybe nine months wow where we just have to be there and just hope that they accept so it looks like your family is going to have to take a trip to Switzerland yes. <laughs> to and visit. That, that's in the works already, yeah. so we're really excited. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wasn't that a great story? I apologize for the abrupt ending. We had sort of the very last part get cut off, and um, I couldn't I couldn't save it. So anyways, they yes, they're going to be heading over to Switzerland. Jenna and her family will be going over to Switzerland to visit 
Rito and Marel, and David and little Louie on their home turf, and they'll get to meet some of their family and friends and, and visit in their hometown. So that's a really cool full circle moment. Um, they had no problem getting back to their country. Little Louie's passport came in time, and so he got his U.S. passport here before they left Florida and was able to, um, you know, get through customs with no issues, no explanation about, him, you know, him being too little, <laughs> as Burrell joked. Anyways, um, talking about a full circle moment, Jenna did such a great job at communicating with the intended parents and with Circle Surrogacy and just keeping everybody in the loop all the way. Um, they were very impressed with her. So Circle Surrogacy offered her a position. She's now the program coordinator and now she helps other families in their surrogacy journey. Isn't that cool? That's kind of a detour within a detour, right? So I'm sure she never expected that, but she's enjoying her new position and gets to work from home now. So that's awesome. There were a couple questions that didn't get answered during the podcast. Um, we either skipped over them or we just didn't get them in in time. So one of the questions was, will you do this again? And they both said yes, that they would do this again. So hopefully when the timing is right, I think Jenna said that she would have to wait um, a certain amount of time before she could get pregnant again um, safely. I, I want to say a year, but they both said that they would want to do this again. So since they've already given one sibling, maybe they'll be in for another sibling repeat journey. That would be kind of cool too, huh? Um, the other question was, what does uh, surrogacy cost? Now, they were private about the actual numbers, but what we did touch on in the episode was that um, the medical costs were covered by Jenna's insurance, um, and anything that wasn't covered was covered by Morel and Rito. Um, so I can assume that if they're insurance did not cover, then it would um, have to be covered by the parents, the intended parents. Um, Jenna also did receive a stipend and, um, you know, some, some extra goodies. A uh, little side note, I alluded to having a connection when we visited Zurich already, and that's kind of what happened. My husband and I have been vacationing over there during this journey, and Jenna connected us with Mirel. Um, we were not able to meet face to face, but um, Mirel did leave some little treats for myself and, and some things for me to bring back for Jenna. So I know that they took care of her very well um, as far as, um, you know, her getting treats and payment. Um, but they wanted to keep that exact figure to themselves. So understandably. Um, another question was, what did her children think about this? And did they have any confusion about giving the baby back? And um, as Jenna said, you know, they talked and they felt like the their family was complete. So the kids had no problem with it. The way that they explained it to them was that, you know, there are some mommies that can't have babies. And so she was going to help them have a baby and it was going to be their baby. She was just going to be kind of 
babysitting it for a while in her tummy. And so that's kind of how they described it. Um, their youngest thought that when she went to California for the implantation, that uh, she was going to the baby factory, which was um, in the movie Boss Baby. So they said, yeah, kind of like that. So that's kind of how they covered that. But um, otherwise, they just you know, grasp this as much as they can. And uh, it'll be interesting to see later on as they age, you know, what they think about this and what influence this experience will have on them. Uh, I can't really think of a better example of altruistic love than um, going through this and, and, and providing someone a baby for their family. So We'll see what their kids think about this in the future. Uh, I think that is about it, but I wanted to just say again, thank you to Jenna and Morel and to Circle Surrogacy. Um, if you're listening here, thanks so much for that. I appreciate you being here and I hope that you learned something, you got inspired. And if not, if you know somebody who's struggling with... Um, infertility, maybe pass this along to them. If you know somebody who's interested in surrogacy, pass this on to them. I hope that someone will benefit from it. I know if nothing else, my heart just got warmed from hearing it. So I hope you do too. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening. You can follow, interact, and ask questions about this episode and others on our Facebook page, The Detour Podcast, and on Instagram at Sheila Shinsky. To hear more conversations like this one, you can listen to all of our episodes on The Detour Podcast channel on Podbean. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. So be sure to share this episode with a friend who loves podcasts too, and rate, comment, and subscribe yourself. So you can join us next time as we take the detour and enjoy the wander.